Welcome, nerds. If you thought the Google AI was bad before, well, it's about to get a lot more interesting. Plus, one of the biggest metal bands of all time has just shocked the world. And we have some crazy Marvel rumors about the next big MCU movie post-Deadpool. Is it going to be enough to save the MCU? Yeah, we're going to get to that in the rear mill and so much more. Kick it off and start things with the music section. Retirement never lasts too long in the music world. Plus, we have Metalcore Royalty taking out some of the best and brightest up-and-comers in the Metalcore in the touring section, as well as new music from the new school of hardcore, a new school royalty, that is. All of that and quite a bit more this week in music. So let's do the music section. Starting things off, we have no follow-ups or corrections. We do have some new music to discuss, though. First up is a new video from Knocked Loose. Blinding Faith is the name of the track. And we just we just need more hardcore like Knocked Loose, I think. There is a new record coming out and stuff, but we're going to get to that in the regular-ass news section. Right now, we're just talking about this video. And, it, I mean, just the right amount of balance between old school, like, death metal Slayer and then the hardcore sound and this new sound that Knocked Loose has kind of re really not really given birth to but really leaned into and made popular once again so super excited to see new stuff from these guys always always absolutely go check out the new track blinding faith our next one for new music this week comes from a band dirty honey not really a band generally on the radar here on the channel just for a number of reasons though this new track coming home ballad of the shire is kind of reiterating a talking point that we come to a fair bit on the channel and that is why does everybody want to be led zeppelin anymore if you're not in a metal band you're just in a rock band apparently zeppelin is exactly who you are trying to emulate at all times. That's kind of the feeling you get from this. I mean, it's a ballad that features Lord of the Rings references. I mean, that's not to take away from the fact that it is a pretty decent song. It's very listenable, so kind of a mixed bag here. And the same thing for the recommendation, kind of maybe you'll dig it if you, that kind of stuff doesn't really bug you. So we've got on that one. Let's move to our next piece of new music, and that is pop punk stalwarts, I guess? Some 41 have put out another track off of their final record, the name of this one is Waiting on a Twist of Fate. I mean, if you like some 41, this is probably one of the better tracks that they've put out, but it's still some 41. There's still a lot about this bubblegum pop punk stuff that just really doesn't do much for me. But the beautiful thing about some 41 is they're only mostly that. They have moments of this other sound that I think I actually know that most of the band members kind of really would rather be doing, which is 
I think part of the reason why they're calling it quits after this final tour, now that this final record is out and so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, definitely if you're a fan of Sum 41, you're gonna like this. If you are a fan of pop punk, you're definitely gonna like this. If you don't really dabble much, this one's listenable, but that's about as good as I can get with the recommendation. And then everyone's favorite alt-rock new metal country singer has put out a new track. Aaron Lewis put out a new track from his upcoming uh, new country record called The Hill. The name of the track is Made in China. The record will be out March 29th. I mean, this is just more of the same kind of uber conservative stuff that Aaron Lewis has been doing on his solo work for since he's been doing solo work. Uh, so nothing really new under the sun here. Though, this one does actually very much showcase that wonderful, wonderful voice that Mr. Aaron Lewis has. So always a good thing there. So a pretty decent recommend if you can, you know, get around the politics part. Next up, we have a band that I hadn't heard of before this single actually which is for good reason because they didn't exist before this single the name of the band is atomic life the name of the track is hit me first the reason this is noteworthy is because this band features former members of the dillinger escape plan grass uh, glass jaw and the rivalry and it's definitely does not sound like any of those bands it sounds more like a slightly more aggressive version of the yeah yeah yeahs i'm very interested to see kind of what more can evolve from this sound if we get into more aggressive territory or if it just leans into that kind of alt pop kind of sound like the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Time will tell, but it's definitely going to be an interesting ride nonetheless. Then we have new music from Epic Rap Battles of History! Yeah, these guys are always solid stuff. This is King Kong versus Godzilla, and it's just as epic as it should be. Actually, let me scale that back just a little bit. Was kind of expecting it to be a little bit bigger, but really that's just me being super nitpicky because Nice Peter and Epic Lloyd always do research, always know the material they're talking about when they're doing these rap battles, and just it, it just really good entertainers. This is no exception to that rule. They're dipping their toes into the CG side of things because obviously it would be, I mean, it, they could do guys in suits, but that I think is a little too campy even for them unless done very expensive. So they went with the CG route. Either way, good track. So much fun. So glad these guys are still around. I definitely go check out the new Epic Rack Battles of History. And our final piece of new music for the episode comes from Techno Stalwart again, Moby. This one is with the artist Anfisa Letiago. I believe I'm saying that correctly. The name of this track is You and Me. This is very much, I feel like, Moby sounding like it's 1999 all over again, though that's not exactly a bad thing. And also, not exactly accurate either, because it's definitely shades of that. And then a bit of some new flavor though it's not a whole lot that I've witnessed in the electronic music scene. So very much unique to Moby, and if you can dig that, if you really liked that play record, that's kind of where this sits, only it's slightly more elevated, and yeah, it's totally listenable track, though I don't know how much it stands out of the pack these days. Either way, go check it out. 
Now let's get into some tours and festivals here in the music section, nerds. Starting things off, we have POD has just announced a big-ish tour. Definitely have seen larger ones, but it's significant because the opening acts, the other bands they're taking out on the road with them are Bad Wolves, Norma Jean, and Blind Channel. The name of the tour is the I Got That Tour. Links, as always, are down in the description if you are interested in tickets. Tour dates start in April, on April 26th in Phoenix, Arizona, running through June 2nd in Dallas, Texas. There are two Texas dates, that second one, the June 2nd date, is a festival date so there it's it's going to be a little bit of a different pricing situation but again all tickets are available if you follow the link in the description from there we have louder than life and this one is kind of significant because freaking slayer is on this bill not just on this bill but headlining one of the stages obviously so yeah slayer has reunited five years after they called it quits and it's the exact same lineup that they had in 2019 we still have Ariah, carrie king etc 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 so yeah no dave lombardo sadly on the drums still got was it gary holt or is he the other guitar player? I can't remember. Either way, it's whoever was behind the, each position in 2019 when they retired, because retirement doesn't stick. For more uh, notable names on that list, you can follow the link in the description. It will take you to the proper list as well as to purchase tickets. If you are in Louisville, Kentucky on September 27th or planning to be, then there you go. Speaking of Slayer, the other one that they announced for this reunion, it's not a tour, it's just a couple of dates, <laughs> but this uh, this reunion get together, if you will, uh, we have Riot Fest, September 22nd in Chicago. Again, giant festival, giant bill, Follow the link in the description to get everybody that else that is involved with this. But Riot Fest is kind of building all of their marketing around the fact that Slayer is going to be headlining. So uh, yeah, that, uh, it's it's pretty freaking significant. That's that. Let's move over to uh, August Burns Red. We have August Burns Red with support from Fuming Mouth. Uh, the name of this is the Spring Fling Tour. It is just a few dates in May. It's uh, approximately the month month of May is what they're going to be doing. So I think it's like eight or nine dates. Starting May 9th in Daytona. Daytona Beach, Florida runs through May, I'm sorry, two weeks in May. So it's a really hard run. May 16th in Columbus, Ohio at the Sonic Temple Festival. Once again, that final date is a festival date. And so the ticketing is going to be a little bit different. You can purchase those tickets though if you follow the link down in the description. Go check that out. And then our final piece of touring news is Trivium and bullet for my valentine have announced tour dates in 2025 january of 2025 and again it's a very short run i think it's actually yeah it's just a super short run i think it's like three dates uh three four dates uh, it's called the poisoned ascendancy uk tour 2025 is going to be january 26th in the utility utilitya Utila, I, I don't know what that is, Arena in Cardiff, and then runs through February 1st at the O2 Arena in London. 
and tickets are not yet available for that one so stay tuned we will have a link as soon as it's available that's what we got for touring news let's get into some regular ass news real quick the only piece we have for regular ass news is knocked loose like we were talking about in the new music section knocked loose has announced a proper record that they're releasing you won't go before you're supposed to it's coming out may 10th it's going to be on pure noise records and i mean th these dudes just continue to evolve and get a little bit heavier and slightly more technical and just that much more hardcore <laughs> with every record so i'm super stoked to hear what the rest of this record sounds like that's what we got for regular ass news though let's talk about music suggestions anyone this week's music suggestion is the new record by job for a cowboy it's called moon healer just came out standout tracks on this record obviously are the singles that they've released previously this whole record though if you are a deathcore fan is Mwah! Chef's Kiss. A standout tracks Beyond the Chemical Doorway and The Forever and basically everything in between. It's not a super long record, but it is some OG deaths over to the gaming and tech section. No one's job is safe in 2024 in the tech sector. Also, we're going to be kind of throwing out our, our two cents on this whole racist AI thing, as well as some Mortal Kombat 1 updates for anybody who still cares about that let's do the thing so first thing we don't have follow-ups or corrections we're going right into trailers we did get a couple of trailers this week first is the mortal kombat 1 trailer for peacemaker he will be dropping the day after this video goes up so thursday actually no he will be dropping the day this video goes up he's, he's coming out on the 27th and yeah, I think that's tomorrow. He will be dropping on the 28th after all. So today is the day. Happy Peacemaker Day. If you have the combat pack already paid for, or if you're purchasing the combat pack, you have yet to do that, then you will get him in this early access week. Uh, anyone who does not have the combat pack, I believe the early access tower starts now, but you will not be able to purchase him until next week. Janet Cage also in the trailer is not going to be available until next month sometime. The exact release date for her was not given, sadly, but it is the situation right now. So go check out the Peacemaker trailer. It's There's a lot about this. We're going to go over it in the proper news section, but there's a lot about this trailer that's kind of awesome. From there, we talked about this one last week, just finally letting you know that the Erdtree trailer did drop game the expansion i guess is coming june 21st it looks insane go check out that trailer really all we have for trailers so let's get into some regular ass news first up the big piece for this week is layoffs we are looking at now considering the next two things that we're about to talk about we are looking at in the gaming sector of the tech world we're looking at approximately 7,000 people who are now jobless since the beginning of the year, and it's not even March yet. So that sucks. But the big one, the, the new announcements, I guess, in this realm of things, a PlayStation is laying off 900 different staff members throughout their PlayStation studios. Some of those studios that are the hardest hit are going to be Naughty Dog and Insomniac, as well as the Sony London studio is completely shuttering its doors entirely so this is pretty huge and then on the back of that supermassive the gaming producer that gave us until dawn 
and I can't remember the other things because they're not in the notes, but until dawn, those guys are laying off approximately 90 workers, which doesn't seem nearly as significant until you consider the fact that they only have 300 workers, and so they're laying off approximately a third of their workforce. So that is quite significant. Uh, yeah, just it, nobody's safe, man. It's the the there was a bit of a boom on the tech side of things gaming included during the pandemic and we're just now getting to the point where that has reached critical mass and that just a lot of these companies are carrying too much weight as far as who they're employing and so they have to cut these corners where they're needed because you know profits are thing so yeah it sucks but it is what it is so that's the first big piece the second big piece is google Actually, Google's in here twice, and we're actually, yeah, just whatever. Google, let's talk about the Googles. So we're gonna, there's a, been a bit of an update about, because all of this has happened since our last, uh, the last time we spoke. Actually, I think it broke the night I was uploading last week's episode. And yeah, Google has racist AI, but that's not exactly surprising, even though it is technically news. There were people who were testing the limits of Gemini's image creation, and they were trying to generate images of the U.S. founding fathers, of Vikings, of the, the most egregious one was German soldiers from 1943, because you can't use the N-word, the other N-word, I guess, you can't use the 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 n-word for white people which sounds really bad I, I, with any of these ais it's gonna get a flag word it's not gonna do anything if you use the n-a-z-i word right so they had to get creative with trying to generate these images so they said a german soldier from 1943 roughly the time of world war ii when Pretty much all of the German soldiers were white men. Pretty much, I would say 99.98% of them were white men. I'm sure there were some females in there, but very, very few. When the when they plugged in these these directions into the AI, the AI generated the things you're seeing on your screen. For those of you who are listening and you are not aware of this story just yet, they are not. They're basically anything, they, all of these images are anything but white people. And so this is kind of troublesome because while, you know, it's, it's not unknown that Google is trying to push DEI initiatives, this is a little egregious in that realm of things. So... They completely removed the ability to create images with Gemini, and they're going to work it out. But, so that's not the, the most recent bit of this. That's just kind of the bringing you up to speed portion, just in case you haven't heard anything. The, the, the most recent development is the explanation from Google as to why this happened, since they've gotten into starting to debug and fix it, if you will. The reason they gave for this happening is that they overcorrected their word. They overcorrected because the original image generation inside of Gemini, if you asked for a doctor, very nondescript, just generally speaking, a doctor, it gave you a white male doctor. Or if you asked for a lawyer, if you asked for certain things, it was very, it was always generating white male insert thing here which i mean it, it is trained on images it is trained on thousands upon thousands upon thousands of images 
that fall into these categories. So if it's generating this, it's because all of the categorized images that you built your AI model on fall into these generalizations as well, probably overwhelmingly so. So when they saw that this was the issue, their, their correction was to not generate white people basically at all. Like some of the pictures that, that they generated that are being used as examples definitely show like the, the specifically the founding fathers, the, the, the US, the American founding fathers. There's, I believe, in in one of the pictures specifically it's a group of what could theoretically be the founding fathers around a table save for the one very dark man that's sitting at the table with them presumably also conversing and was not owned by anyone in the room so yeah just very strange and historically inaccurate so google hasn't said when they're going to give image back to gemini but that was their explanation was we overcorrected because it was giving you statistically accurate images that we didn't agree with so we wanted to tip the scales the other direction so yeah, that's that's that part of it. And then there's another element to the Google AI stuff that's not really image-based uh, yet. But it was also revealed this week that Google is in a licensing agreement or is, is heading to the end of a licensing agreement anyway. Finalizing, I should say, a licensing agreement with Reddit in order to use the Reddit forums in order to train its large language model AIs. Uh, and then presumably at some point it will also use images and videos hosted on Reddit to train the image-based AIs that they're coming. Because there's more than just just Gemini. There's a whole lot going on behind the scenes at Google. There's a lot of AI work happening with those guys these days. And this this is a little a little interesting because if you if you recall, we didn't talk about it last week because I didn't see this coming and I totally should have just put it in here. Anyway, if you will recall, or if you did not know, then I'm telling you now, Reddit is about to go public. They're about to be publicly traded on stock markets. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to increase their valuation. They're trying to increase their worth before they go public so they can make more money. That's kind of how this works. And also it's very interesting timing considering not that many months ago was the big issue with their API. The back end usage of their API they started charging for and was a big deal. And now Google is paying them approximately $60 million a year to have access to their API so that it can train its own AIs. So it's just kind of a whole lot of corporate gobbledygook and, and hopefully something good will come of this but if you've been to reddit recently that doesn't seem super likely so that's what we got on that piece and then our final bit this week is mortal kombat 1 we just got the most recent update or the most recent combat cast i should say that is outlining key points from this week's update that should be dropping hopefully before before this video has gone live because hope it should be going live in the morning the the update and these videos don't get posted until evening at the best so the things that were covered in this week's, in this most recent update are as follows. 
First off, there is going to be a proper free play weekend for the game in March, meaning if you do not currently own Mortal Kombat, you can download it digitally for free and you have three days to do whatever you want with it. Presumably, I don't, I don't know that you can like, you'll have any of the, I don't know. They didn't really go into specifics of what exactly was going to be free. Was it just going to be base roster? If it's going to be all the DLC up to that point or what? But March 7th through the 10th is going to be the free play weekend. So you can download and play with your friend who's really obsessed with some Mortal Kombat and still playing because the community is a little torn apart. We're going to get to that at the end of this piece. It is going to be, this free play weekend is going to be on Xbox, PS5, and Steam. And that is significant because the other big piece from this update was that crossplay is coming with this this update. So as of the availability of Peacemaker, we are going to have crossplay and that crossplay is going to be across all platforms minus Switch. It seems that all of the multiplayer game types, so not invasions obviously, but King of the Hill. I, I actually I don't know that I heard them explicitly say King of the Hill, so once the patch notes are released, we'll we'll be able to go through that or just play some King of the Hill. But they did say explicitly that Combat League is going to be cross-play. And, and basically any of the practice modes and any of the, any of the other casual play modes, all of that is obviously gonna be cross-play. That was cross-play in Mortal Kombat 11. It's all going to be cross-play, not just between Xbox and PlayStation, but it's also going to include Steam and the Epic Game Store. So the PC is going to be included in this cross-play this time as well. So that's going to be pretty freaking awesome. That is one of the big things that a lot of the community that is up in arms about what's missing from this game. That is one of the big things that they've all been asking for. So that's a step in the right direction. That being said, however, no address of the netcode issues, no address of the Forever King game mode or the Combat Shrine game mode or whatever the hell it's going to be. None of that was addressed and none of that is likely going to be updated with this season. But still, there is a step in the proper direction. Other things of note that were made known in this down or in this combat cast is Peacemaker is not just coming to Mortal Kombat 1, he's also coming to the two NetherRealm mobile games, those being Onslaught as well as Injustice 2 mobile, both of them going live the same day as he goes live on Mortal Kombat 1 being February 28th today, hopefully, as you're watching. And that's really it. So one decent step in the direction of all of the uh, the naysayers, we'll, we'll call them. And then the rest of it is kind of fan service. And, and Janet Cage, no specific date was given for her release, though I could just be not remembering it and it's in the trailer and I just didn't write it down. So there you go. That's what we got for Gaming and Tech this week, except for Gaming and Tech suggestion this week. We're talking Mortal Kombat 1 again. I just, I feel like I, there is a lot about this community that I love. And there is a lot about this community that I don't fully understand. And what I, one of the things I don't fully understand is it's modern gaming. It's not just Mortal Kombat that was launched 
broken for lack of a better term for this argument, but basically every AAA title that has been released over the last roughly decade has been broken to some degree, many more than most. And I don't know that there was ever a point in time where Mortal Kombat was so... Mortal Kombat 1 specifically was so broken that you couldn't play it, save for the issues with connecting to the servers and the desync and all that. And I guess some people had a worse experience than I, but I have never really been able to not get connected for longer than a couple of minutes or so, even at its worst when the desync it was an issue. So. I'm going to recommend you go play a little bit of Mortal Kombat 1. It might be a little, uh, a couple weeks early, what with the free play weekend coming up here in just about a week or two. Uh, but either way, that's your recommendation for the week. <laughs> comic books and books, shall we? DC is shaking up the industry again. Maybe. Uh, we also have Toxie is getting a Pulitzer Prize winning writer behind him, as well as Marvel finally announcing a thing that we all already kind of knew was coming. So that's what we're talking about this week. Let's jump into some regular news because we ain't got no trailers. We ain't got no follow-ups or corrections. We just got news, baby. So the first one is a new book announced by Dark Horse. This one is called The Writer. It is from actor Josh Gad is going to be the writer on this comic called The Writer. Uh, it's also going to be produced by Ben and Max Berkowitz. Collaboration promises to be some pretty exciting new stuff. Though Josh Gad is a little bit of a woke type. He's woke folk, if you will. So that definitely remains to be seen. The brief little synopsis that we got is Stan Siegel is the main character. Stan Siegel is a renowned comic book writer whose life spirals into darkness when he's thrust into a Nazi occult nightmare. Amidst folklore and magic, he unravels hidden truths, facing demonic chaos, and high-speed chases in his quest for answers. In this gripping saga, Stan races against time, compelled to become the hero of his own stories to halt the growing terror. Sounds intriguing, also kinda sounds like a movie from the mid-90s, I believe, Into the Mouth of Madness, anyone? Which I think also was a Stephen King situation. So we might be in some really interesting territory with like uh, copyright infringement and what have you. But it is coming out June 19th. And yeah, we'll kind of keep our eyes and ears peeled until then. Next up, we have the Toxic Avenger. That's right. Toxie himself is getting another combat, another comic book, rather. Sorry, I got Mortal Kombat on the brain. This one is going to be written by Pulitzer Prize winning writer Matt Bors and artist Fred Harper. They're going to be doing this five-issue story arc for Ahoy Comics based out of Syracuse, New York. Ahoy Comics does a lot of, like, comedy and lampoon kind of stuff, so it kind of makes sense that they would do the trauma related properties as well uh, it's it's said to be combining elements from the original movies that we all love so much from trauma as well as the cartoon series that happened in the mid 90s that probably not a whole lot of people remember unless you really like to watch cartoons like your ever so favorite host did uh, so yeah that's that's all we got there 
It is going to be October 9th. I don't know if I said that or not, but either way, Toxic Avenger, October 9th from Ahoy Comics. Go check it out. Next up, we have an update from the Berserker universe. We have a new book from writer Jason Aaron and artist Francesco. I'm sorry I can't read it because my printer screwed up. Uh, it's going to be available in June. The name of the book is A Face Full of Bullets and this is going to be part of the, what do they call it, the Bloodlines series of books in the Berserker universe. Bloodlines are one-off books so it's going to be an arc unto itself but it's going to be self-contained. It, it will do some universe building but it is a prequel kind of set in the Wild West effectively fist face full of bullets more keanu reeves related things you can't go wrong right i hope from there we have big news i guess i don't understand why this is big news but man everybody's really talking about it like it's going to change things forever dc is changing the release date for their uh, individual issues they're going from tuesdays to wednesdays only for individual issues though if you are per the the release date for their heart their trade bag the trade books hardcover softcover what have you any of that stuff graphic novels all of this is all still going to be released on tuesday they're just going to do the individuals on wednesday and that's huge news. Why is that? Somebody please tell me why that is huge news. Because it's still not a week. Like if they started releasing them on Fridays or Saturdays so that more people could go on comic book day to get their comics when they're in the stores, that I think would be kind of big news. But like most people working day jobs aren't going to be able to go to comic book day anyway and honestly if you have a day job and you actively read comics you probably have a subscription so they could just come to your house anyway so i don't understand why this is such a big deal either way yeah that's what we got starting july 3rd for that one uh, and Let's move on because that's just silly. Our final piece of regular ass news is Marvel is relaunching the Ultimates comic books. We talked about this previously in this section, also in the rumors section at different times throughout the course of the last year. We saw it coming because they kind of telegraphed it and now they've officially announced it. Ultimates number one is going to be Denise Camp and Juan Frigeri. I think is how that is pronounced. Uh, it will be on shelves June 5th, and it's the new Ultimates line of Marvel Comics. It's the Ultimate Universe is back again. That's kind of all you really need to know. Uh, Ultimate Avengers is going to be a thing. Maybe they're going to change the team this time around. None of that's necessarily huge, uh, other than the fact that we have another line of comics that hopefully, like I dig the Ultimates books, so hopefully they stick around this time. That is what we have for all the regular ass news. Let's talk about suggestions for books. It's not a comic book suggestion, it's a book suggestion, and it is Dune Messiah. The second book of the Dune franchise is your suggestion for the week. The Dune, the second part two movie is coming out this weekend, and from what I have heard from some of the reviews, there is a little bit of foreshadowing into the future potential of the Dune movie franchise. 
And in order for you to fully understand what that means, you kind of have to read the next book because that is the only other book that Denis Villeneuve wants to adapt into a movie. He wants to put it into its own movie, doing Messiah. It deals primarily with the end of Paul's story and his children and his little sister and all of these things are, are major factors going forward. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. This is really, I feel like when the Dune books start to really pick up and get super interesting so that you just can't wait to read the next one. So absolutely do yourself a favor, go check out Dune Messiah. That is your suggestion for the week. And before I forget nerds, this week we got our sponsor back. Well, I'm, I'm choosing to bring the sponsor back. Dubby is our sponsor this week and, and kind of going forward, they're going to be sponsoring us. This is the reason why we didn't have a sponsor for the last couple of shows is because this got lost and, and there was some sort of weird issue with Dubby. They ironed it out though. They're super freaking awesome about it and everything went the way it should. So yes, this is going to be actually, we're going to make a proper commercial with the contents of this package because I have not yet opened it. So we're going to do like an unboxing and then we're going to do a tasting and then we're going to make a commercial and all of this takes a lot of time. So it's going to be a little bit of, of time before we get to that point. But Dubby, this, I, the, the first flavor I am trying from these guys is their fruit punch. I'm super excited about it because it's not just a caffeine kick. It's, it's legitimately neurotropics, the things that are supposed to help your brain function better on top of the caffeine that helps keep you awake and whatnot. So I'm very excited about this new partnership with the guys over at Dubby. If you want to go get 10% off of some already fairly cheap caffeine, what it comes out to with the, the discount is about a dollar a drink. So go check out, use the code in the description. There is a link down in the description if you wanna go pick up some, some Dubby energy drinks. And yeah, stay tuned for effectiveness and, and flavor and all that stuff coming up very, very soon. Now, I guess back to you know the show. This is over now to the TV news, TV shows and things. Vampires and science fiction classic and some superheroes all make up TV this week. So let's let's do the TVs, shall we? Follow-ups and corrections. We do have a couple of those. First up is a follow-up on The Boys. Season four premieres on June 13th. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're counting down the days almost at this point. The other one is The Foundation. Foundation season three just announced that they are going to be adding Troy Kotsur to play Prem Pulver in this new season. For those of you who don't necessarily know, Prem Pulver is a character from the third book, the third book being Second Foundation. I know it's a little confusing because it goes Foundation, then Foundation and Empire, then Second Foundation. That's right, Isaac Asimov did not care. <laughs> but yeah, Foundation's fantastic. If you haven't been watching this show, you're super duper missing out. So yeah, that's what we got there. Let's move over to trailers this week. Uh, big trailers, we have Spiderwick Chronicles over on Roku. This trailer really has me intrigued. This is hopefully going to be a good example of, yeah, sure, they race swapped the main characters, but they also then proceeded to tell a good story. At least that's the way the trailer is making it look. The trailer's definitely making it look like 
at least they're going to be telling a good story on top of the fact that they feel like they have to check some freaking social justice boxes. Uh, the other, the next one is Star Trek Discovery. We talked about the fact that uh, I don't even actually remember what the talking point was about Star Trek last week, but Star Trek Discovery season five comes out April 4th on Paramount Plus. New trailer for the final season. I, I still have a lot of Star Trek Discovery to catch up on. I, I'm halfway through season two, so a lot of the stuff that's going on in this trailer is kind of over my head, not going to lie. <laughs> but next, our, our final trailer for the week is Interview with the Vampire. Season 2 got its first trailer, finally. Super excited to see what they do going forward because they stuck fairly close to the book in the first one. They Obviously, there were some deviations and the deviations became more egregious, for lack of a better term, towards the end of the season, meaning very likely we're going to see a lot more deviation in season two, and I just hope it is more in the line of what they did with Louie and less in the line of what they did with, and I'm going to brain fart her name, the girl, the little girl, I can't remember totally just escaped my brain. Either way, go check out the trailer. It's a little teaser trailer. It's like 20 seconds, 30 seconds long. May 12th, once again on AMC. Super stoked for that one. Let's check into, actually, no, that's all we have for TV this week. Aside from suggestions, our TV suggestion this week is The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. I can't believe this did not hit my radar until it was already out. I thought that this Friday was the first episode. I was off by a week. So first episode has launched. You can go watch it on AMC. I believe eventually it'll be up on Netflix is where they go. But either way, find a way to watch it. Not quite as solid as the Daryl Dixon show. I think Daryl Dixon, even though, like I said previously, the first episode of Daryl Dixon was a little slow. This one, I think, was a little slower. The very last five minutes, though, totally makes the difference. I think if it wasn't for the last five minutes of this episode, I wouldn't be nearly as stoked about this series as I was hoping I was going to be. And now I am at least that stoked about this. So you should do the same thing. Go watch the first episode. You kind of have to get through a lot of exposition. Should be a little bit to be expected, though I think they could have handled it a smudge better. But those last five minutes definitely make it worth the ride. So go check out the newest episode of the newest series based on the Walking Dead universe, The Ones Who Live. Into the movies section, we have the Shang-Chi director is now adapting an anime to live action on the big screen, plus the Cola Wars are going to be playing out on the big screen, and a Batman 2 announcement that we were all very much hoping for was just made. That and a little bit more, so let's jump into movie news. Follow-ups and corrections here for the movie section. We have The Crow first. The Crow got a new release date of June 7th. This is the new one featuring Bill Skarsgård. Distribution through Lionsgate, etc., etc. This is going to be replacing the ballerina for the June 7th release date. Uh, ballerina is being pushed back. Ballerina, for those that don't remember, the John Wick spinoff movie that does not have John Wick in it, presumably. And then our other follow-up this week is The Batman 2. Barry Kogan has seemingly implied or explicitly told Vanity Fair, depending on how you read the interview, his version of the Joker will be in the next Batman movie. 
and that they're already starting pre-production, I believe, was also part of this interview. So yes, we will be seeing the Joker once again. Will he be one of the main villain? It seems that is not yet likely because Matt Reeves is doing it right mostly but that all definitely remains to be seen is just speculation on my part so let's move into trailers for the movie section this week we only have one trailer worth discussing that i found anyway and that is boy kills world we were talking about the crow previously that's going to be starring bill skarsgård this new movie boy kills world also starring bill skarsgård and if you're watching this trailer you go wait that's not bill skarsgård's voice i know that voice but why do i know that voice well that voice is the voice of archer it's also a dr orpheus's master in the venture brothers and he does voices on Bob's Burgers. The name of the dude that's doing the voice is H. John Benjamin. And again, Bill Scars, this, this movie, this trailer looks bonkers. Just looks like, like Kill Bill meets Ong Bak meets, I don't even know, the Suicide Squad to a weird degree. Like just... I want to see this dang movie explicit. I hadn't heard of anything about it previous to this. And I, I, actually, no, I take that back. I think we may have talked about it at some point because Bill Skarsgård is in it, but that's all we really knew about it. And then after having watched the trailer, I'm super intrigued. I'm super stoked to see what this movie is all about. So you should go check out the trailer as well. And then we got some regular-ass news to get into. All right, so we got Coke versus Pepsi. The Cola Wars, if you will, are getting made into a movie somehow. I mean, I'm sure if you can make the, the, the founding of the McDonald's franchise into an intriguing movie, then there's plenty of intrigue and espionage between Coke and Pepsi just kind of makes sense. It, is, it has been picked up by Sony, the script for the movie is going to be written by Jason Schumann and Ben Queen. I did not see their credentials, so I don't know exactly how significant those two men are to writing this script, but either way, sounds intriguing, if nothing else. Our next piece of news also has to do with food-related movies. Unfrosted is apparently also a thing. Unfrosted is a movie about Pop-Tarts. The full title of the movie is Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart Story. It is going straight to Netflix, so slightly less surprising there. May third will be on netflix it is produced and written directed and starring that's what it is directed and starring jerry freaking seinfeld so that's a thing that's about to happen as well and then our final piece of news for the movie section this week is Naruto. Uh, apparently there is a live action Naruto movie being made and Destin Daniel Cretton is set to direct. The guy who gave us Shang-Chi is now going to be giving us Naruto. I don't know that that's gonna be a great thing. Yeah. I guess time will tell, right? <laughs> uh, that's what we got there. Suggestion this week, Dune 2 comes out on Friday. If you're not going to see it, then you don't, you, you need to hand over your nerd card right now. Come on, give it up. You, because this movie is going to be, is going, eh, 
the expectation is that it is going to be the best thing basically since the last Dune movie because the last Dune movie is one of the best science fiction movies probably ever made and this is just going to one-up that and yeah if you're not already going to see it or planning on going to see it you need to start making those plans because theaters are selling out Maybe. quick. Turning things out with the rumor mill that is correct the rumors this week the Fantastic Four movie just got blown wide open another slipknot rumor has found its way into the rumor mill as far as music goes and new sources on an old Warner Brothers rumor that we need to discuss and quite a bit more honestly rumor mills not a slouch this week so uh, rumors we're gonna we have new sources we have no confirmations of anything or refutations of anything this week but we do have new sources for old rumors the first one is one of the bigger ones. Warner Brothers Discovery is apparently selling off one more time. According to the rumor, David Zaslav is looking to sell the company very specifically to NBC Universal. We've talked about this previously, and he was hoping for NBC Universal. According to this new source that is basically elaborating on it, kind of updating us on the status of said potential thing that might be happening, is that he is almost to the point where they're writing up contracts, it sounds like. Though it does elaborate even further and says that it will be a, quote, couple of years, unquote, before it happens. So they're, they're lining up a lot of things, according to the rumors. So that's interesting. And then we have new source for the Nintendo Switch 2 rumor. We t we've talked previously about the fact that it has supposedly been pushed back from Christmas this year of 2024 into sometime early of 2025. This new rumor gets a little bit more specific and says that it's going to be March of 2025 in which they're releasing the, the follow-up to the Switch. It also claims, goes on to claim that the reason for the pushback is because of supply chain issues, which if this were Microsoft or Sony would kind of lend itself to not be accurate because they use fairly much readily available hardware when creating their consoles. However, Nintendo, does not. Nintendo does very, very exclusive hardware. They, they, they commission some, some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so long story short is that it's, that lends to the credence of this rumor. It seems to be a little bit more likely because of that, because it's Nintendo. So that's all we got for new sources. Let's talk about the proper new rumors this week. First up, we have a rumor about Marvel's Hulk franchise. It seems that Marvel can't afford to make a Hulk movie. It seems that Mark Ruffalo has said almost very explicitly in, in, an, in an interview recently that Disney would not be able to afford to make a Hulk movie, which is why he then continues to say, which is why they only have him on screen as Hulk sparingly. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, he's he's eight or I forget exactly the way he puts it, but he says something along the lines of, of he's priced himself out. He's too, he's too expensive to do it. And also the implication is that just the, the special effects are too expensive to do it. I, I feel like I feel like if we're taking his advice, if we're taking him at his word for anything, he's an idiot like 
This is Disney we're talking about after all. Yes, sure, they've lost a lot of money recently, but they still were printing money basically since the 80s up until recently. So I would say they still have plenty of money if they felt like it was going to be something that people were going to see and also they have the rights to do so because that's been the big issue with the Hulk for a long, long time is there are some sort of weird shared rights situation with NBC Universal because they have, I, again, I don't know exactly the details, but there's still some, some issues between NBC and Disney as far as the character of the Hulk is concerned. They can't put him in, in a solo movie at all because of whatever these licensing issues are. So I, I, I think he's, I think he's just, I think he's just full of crap. So the, like, the likelihood here, we're gonna put this at 50%. Being generous, it is a 50%. It could definitely go either way. I honestly think the real reason behind why it could go either way has nothing to do with the fact that they can't afford it, has everything to do with the fact that they would need to clear a bunch of licensing issues and then also make their money back. So for some reason they don't see the Hulk as a sure thing, I think that's probably a safe bet at this point. So they're gonna wait until it is a sure thing or they have the money to spare, whichever comes first. Oh, from there, let's talk about, God, this one hurt my brain when I saw it. Ferris Bueller is apparently getting a kind of sequel a little bit. Not exactly like you're thinking. It's not any of the characters, any of the main characters, I should say, from the Ferris Bueller movie. It's the guys from the parking, or not the parking, yeah, the, 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 the valets from the first movie. It's going to be how they spent that day from the first movie. That's what this one's going to be based around. This just, this, this sounds like something that producers at Paramount would be like, hey, that's an interesting idea. Let's see if we can get somebody to write a script. And I think that's where we're at right now. So there's a lot that could happen between now and if this ever sees the light of day, I'm gonna give this one also a 50% because theoretically it could go either way. We're gonna get into speculation as to why I don't think it's going to go either way, but that could, we'll get to that in just a minute. From there though, let's talk about Twisted Metal. So we talked in the gaming section that one of the projects that has been a victim of this firing of the laying off at Sony. Uh, one of the one of the victim games has been Twisted Metal. There was supposed to be a live service Twisted Metal game apparently in the works that has now gotten the axe. This seems very freaking likely that something like this would have happened. So honestly, because of the number of people who are reporting on it and because of the status of the people who are reporting on it, I think that 70% is even a low number. I think this is very, very, very likely, but we're going with 70% likelihood either way, just to kind of cover our bases. From there, we, let's talk about a little bit of music. We have that Slipknot rumor. Again, we're talking rumors about who's gonna be the next drummer for the mega popular Slipknot. So Eloy Casagrande, formerly of Sepultura, only up until like days ago was he playing with Sepultura. He was the drummer for Sepultura. Sepultura is on their farewell tour, is about to start rather, their farewell tour. So what would cause a man 
who is making decent money, presumably playing for a world-renowned uh, metal band, what would make that guy quit said metal band that is going on their farewell tour before the farewell tour starts? A kind of last minute, like they didn't even understand, they didn't know this was happening until just a couple of days before the announcement was made to the world. So it's very much a last minute quit. And that seems to be a little bit, seems to lend a little bit of credence to this, but it is Slipknot we're talking about. I don't see, I don't see them going with somebody that obvious. I think that they tend to play a lot, very much close to the chest, and that would not be in the wheelhouse of playing it close to the chest. So it just, it just strikes me as not super likely. So we're, we're going to say 30%. I'll get into a little bit more detail as to why that is in the speculation section. Our last regular rumor has to do with Fantastic Four. And actually, this is kind of a few rumors rolled up into one with one new source for old rumor situation towards the end as well. But let's go through them in order. First up, as far as Fantastic Four goes, Reed Richards is said to be a villain, maybe not the villain, but a villain as far as the movie is concerned. In this universe, actually, let's let me let me rephrase that. Part of that is they are in a different universe. And if you remember, previously we've talked about the idea that Galactus is supposed to be the big villain for this for this movie. And what does Galactus do? He is the eater of worlds. And if he is going to eat worlds, if he's going to eat specifically the world that the Fantastic Four are from, then through some fault of Reed Richards, he is allowed to do that. And then the second part of the rumor kicks in, in which says this Fantastic Four is a family from an alternate universe that were exiled into the 616 or whatever they're calling the MCU, the movie universe. So there's that part of the rumor. And then we have another rumor as to who's going to be playing Galactus. Originally, it was rumored to be Antonio Banderas, but it is no longer said to be that. It is now said to be Javier Bardem. And then the new source kind of thing for the old rumor is the Terax. We talked about this in the rumor section, I think six, eight months ago, or even longer than that, maybe. Terex, though, one of the other heralds of Galactus is said to be in this. And this rumor, this new source also says that not only that, but we very likely will see more than just Terex and the Silver Surfer as far as other heralds of Galactus go, though those other heralds will probably just be cameos or kind of passing references. They're not going to be major parts of the plot like Terex and Silver Surfer presumably are going to be. So, that is kind of nuts. And all of these rumors very much feed into each other, so I'm, we're just going to give this one grade as far as likelihood. I'm going to say this one's roughly 80% likely. There is way too much. There's plenty of people talking about this as far as rumor mongers go. The, the Jeremy over at the Den of Nerds has a freaking sound theory as to why exactly this is very likely to be the case. So I'm going to kind of defer to him by and large as to why that is. Yeah, we're going to say 80% likely as far as like 
the main meat and potatoes of these rumors go. It, will we, the, the, the smaller details maybe not, won't make it in, but the broad strokes I think are right on here. So that's all we have for regular rumors. Let's talk about some speculation on those rumors. Specifically, we're gonna start with the Slipknot rumor. Slipknot didn't hire that guy. <laughs> Slipknot did not hire Eloy Casagrande. The, they are going to find someone who is not obviously, they're they going to find somebody who is less of an obvious pick, or they're gonna find somebody and keep it a complete mystery until the day before the show, the very first show, which is a few weeks away actually, with whomever this new drummer is supposed to be. So also, being as this just happened with Eloy, not that three weeks is too, or is too soon, but it seems that they would want to give the new member of the band a little bit more breathing room as far as learning the material they're going to be playing on tour, or at least at these first few dates that they're, that they're going to be playing. So I just, I feel like the timing is off. I think they already have their drummer and the Aloy thing is just a red herring that honestly probably wasn't even intentional. And then the Ferris Bueller movie, my speculation as far as Ferris Bueller goes, this spin-off sequel thing, is it's going to die in development hell. They're not going to find a way to make a compelling enough script that they're going to be able to do this ridiculous spin-off that nobody's asking for. This movie, while I do believe somewhere someone is commissioning a script for it, that's about as far as it's gonna go. So yeah, I, I don't think that, that's, that there's any, any reason to think that they're really gonna sully the name of Ferris Bueller that way. A Fantastic Four movie, I think we kinda already covered that this is definitely going to be fairly accurate as far as this rumor goes. Yeah, again, we've, we've already covered that basis, so we don't need to talk about it here. But all right, so th this is the one that I think there's the most nuance to. The Twisted Metal situation as far as the gaming rumor is concerned. I, yes, I do believe that the Sony laying off of, you know, almost a thousand employees... I think that is going to greatly affect the near future of the Twisted Metal franchise. Also, it we got it on pretty good pretty good terms that they were in fact working on some sort of Twisted Metal project. I don't think we ever heard explicitly that it was going to be a free-to-play or what was the specific live service. I don't think we ever got specifically that it was going to be a live service game, though everything is trying to be a live service game, so that's not exactly a, a, a revelation. But I think that the project as a whole is not dead. I think Sony understands that that is a franchise that is fairly beloved, has a pretty rabid fan base uh, to a certain degree. So I don't think they're going to leave it axed for very long. Will it be a couple of years before we hear more about this? Yeah, probably. It's probably going to take them some time for one of the smaller publishers or developers rather to finish up the stuff on their slate and then they can be assigned the new Twisted Metal game. I, I think it will find a new home though and I think that is definitely something on Sony's radar when it comes to very likely profit turning IPs that are in their care that they need to do something with. Twisted Metal absolutely is one of those titles. So I can't imagine we have a more than, you know, three, five years tops before we hear more about this Twisted Metal project that was 
supposedly secretly axed. But that brings us to the end of the rumor mill, nerds. So now let's talk a little bit of behind the scenes housekeeping stuff. I have the hope that over the course of the next month to two months, there will be a lot more consistency between both the main channel and the clip channel. I have, during the down season, I did try and put in some structures as far as my procedures go so that it will make editing and churning out content a little bit quicker. But as with any new system, there are always chinks. There's always issues with the, the armor <laughs> to, to, not, to not sound like I'm using a word insensitively. And those are working their way out. So this week already, we're, we're making a little bit more headway as far as the timeliness of, of getting all of the content that we used to have and then some. So I, I'm, I'm working my way. It'll probably be two weeks before we see the same level of output that I was at at the end of the last season. That meaning the main episode, all of the sections over on the clip channel, plus the shout out show over on the clip channel. And then that just happened here on the main channel, plus all of the shorts that are associated therein. That is the, the first goal for this season. And then once we hit that with regularity, there's a couple other things that I wanna get going as far as content goes. All of that being said, there's still the background of trying to get interviews with, you know, people who are in the pop culture, who are making the pop culture, if you will. So all of that is is all still very much in the works and I'm and I try to keep you abreast as it happens. All of that, I keep saying it that way and I apologize. Uh, next on the housekeeping checklist, next week, we will probably be doing a live show. So Tuesday night we'll go live and then Wednesday will be when it gets uploaded to the audio outlets. So if you want to join live, stay tuned to the social medias because that is where it's going to be made known for sure if it's going to be a live show next week or just the community page on the YouTube, which Rumble doesn't really have a community page yet. So hopefully that changes. Either way, yeah, socials is probably the best. Twitter, X, whatever, is where most of those updates and things go with regularity. Everything else is just kind of, if I remember to post there, then I'll post there. So that's all of that. And I think that's all of the housekeeping. So at, thank you very much, nerds, for joining me. Uh, we will see you definitely in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.